Welcome to the WMBF UK podcast. Hi guys and welcome to another WMBF UK podcast. You're here with myself, Leon Mitchell, WMBF Pro, and I'm joined by Rimini Maloro. Rimini, thank you for joining the show. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> and I got that. I got that right, right? You did. <laughs> <laughs> guys, as you know, <laughs> the guys know that I'm rubbish with names and getting it right. I'm getting challenged with these Italian surnames. So yeah, guys, bear with me. <laughs> Rimini, how, how you doing? What are you up to? I'm good. I'm good. I've been training today, um, but I'm not working today, so I've got like quite a chilled rest of the day, if I'm honest. Nice, yeah. nice. Okay, so it gives us an opportunity to really deep dive into a little bit about you, um, your competitive history and your future plans. So Rimini, to kick this off, who are you? Where are you from? Okay, obviously my name is Rimini, as we've said it like five times now, uh, from Nottingham. I'm a sports massage therapist and I work at Physique Evolution Gym. Um, what else? Been in the gym for like two years. <laughs> There's nothing else more about me. Um, sponsored by CMP and um, Physique Evolution and competed in bikini last year and mm-hmm. in an off-season preparing to compete in 2023 for figure. Nice, nice. So obviously sporting background, is it sounds like it's just been instilled with you for a little while, right? So how did you get into, you know, training, you know, from the beginning? Okay, so when I, I've been in sport, like, my whole life, like, we're talking gymnastics, dancing, athletics, swimming. I think I even gave football a go once, but I was rubbish. <laughs> um, and when I was, like, 15, 16, I came across Instagram, saw a girl who I actually think competed at the WNBF um, Worlds in Bikini Pro, and name's Jessica Arevalon. Okay, nice. Um, saw her in this dazzling bikini, and I was like, I want to do that one day. Um, and then didn't pursue it until and like end of first lockdown so like summer 2020 and I was like hired myself a coach and I was like right I want to compete next year let's just go straight into like a routine go straight into an off season and just see what we can produce really and since then it's just been really extreme (laughs) it's just like anything that's happened it's just been like this is gonna happen this is gonna like I have no idea where my life's going at the minute if I'm honest (laughs) lots of exciting opportunities popping up for you so tell me something (laughs) when you first got into your training and you thought okay that's it I really want to get into this sport what was that transition like for you in terms of getting into that routine establishing that training set up and making sure the nutrition was on point because obviously that was just something new to you right Oh, 100%. So obviously having a supporting background, like it's to like perform for like a skill related thing. So it's not for aesthetics. It's not for anything like that. And nutrition for me was really down because I was heavily underweight. um, And in the first lockdown, I just went out of spiral. Like I wasn't exercising, wasn't training. I've lost the love for the athletics. And I kind of in my head was like, okay, but I really want to do bodybuilding, but I don't know what to do about the athletics. So I did have the courage to pick myself up and go, athletics is done and now I want to do bodybuilding. Because like I said, I've been wanting to do it for five, six years, but never really took that step forward to go, okay, actually, we're going to give it a go and see how it goes. Yeah. But yeah. Um, 
so when I got my coach, I think we started my off season and my training day calories was 1,900. My rest day calories was 1,600. That sounds very, very low um, to start off an off season with. But I think we got up to like 2,800 within six months, which was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, like my eating habits and stuff like that was so much better. I was starting to fall in love with the gym. Obviously, with the whole lockdown going in and out and confusing us all, um, I just stuck to a routine as much as I possibly could. Altered things around the house, so like I bought a load of resistance bands, the light weights that I got. Um, and then when I got back, when the gyms opened again, I was like the people who I used to like look at to train with, I was at their level because yes. obviously some people struggle training in lockdown mm. and I was like, oh, if I keep going, I'll be all right. And I was lifting PRs when I returned back. I was like, what? What's going on? This <laughs> is sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, oh. that's a good point that you've raised there. I think a lot of people during lockdown, they struggle to really kind of continue with that, it's still in that routine and just, you know, trying to get some sort of training stimulus, you know, keep it going. And I think those that persevered through lockdown and just made it happen, literally as soon as the reopened, pretty much full steam ahead already, right? Because yeah, then you were sure. just, your body was just used to continuous going. And then when you got back at that training environment, it was just nonstop from there. Yeah, 100%. Like I was listening to the podcast that you did with Lucy and she said the same thing, like she stayed within the routine. And then when you got back yeah. to the gym, it was just so much easier because you're used to that routine. All that's different is you've got more equipment with you and you have to drive to the gym, and that's what you're at. 100%. Like, 100%. And then tell us a little bit about your experience in terms of finding that coach, because I think this is really insightful for a lot of people. Some people try to do it alone and obviously learn from their mistakes, and some people just get a coach to just aid them through that process. What was your process in terms of finding that right coach for you? So I didn't really do much research. I always went for advice by one of my old friends called Luke. We're still friends now because I'm not coached by him anymore um and I always went to him for like diet advice and training advice but didn't actually like invest any money within it and then like obviously it got to lockdown I was like I really want to do this like 100% I want to give it my all and he was like I'll take you for coaching you'd be my first bikini competitor but like my priority would be you and stuff like that so I was like yeah let's do it so apart from it being a big step forward for me it was also a big step forward for my coach which was really really interesting yeah, it's really, really good to see. And that's a that's a good point, and it's, it's a good insight for those that are you know potentially thinking about getting a coach. I think the key thing is just yeah. chopping around and just seeing you know, you know, reach out to coaches and just they can offer you and just make sure that they have your part, and that's what what you need to do to make sure that's going to be a successful relationship moving forward. So talk, yeah. talk to me about when you started to get closer to your first competition. What was that like? You know what? The prep was such a breeze. I can't lie. <laughs> it was such a breeze. Like the obviously I follow competitors and stuff, but that was like I get like all hormone hormones and stuff for girls is a lot worse than boys doing bodybuilding. Mm. And I had some girls like messaging me saying how much you're struggling. I had people crying on their Instagram stories, like saying how hard it was. And I literally sent a message to my coach, like, am I meant to be feeling like really upset and down all the time and really struggling but I think I just really like I really like the grind yeah. <laughs> if I'm honest I and he was like no if you're enjoying it that's really really good and I was like that's fine 
Well, that's the key thing. I think if you fall in love with a process, it becomes a lot easier, right? Yeah. I think, don't get me wrong, everyone's going to have their highs and low points during prep, you know what I mean? And just once you keep doing it more and more, you kind of just kind of, right, you know what? I know this process. I actually enjoy this yeah. process. You fall in love with it and it becomes second nature. Don't get me wrong, they, they will, as I said, be highs and lows and some people will struggle and they just need to just reach out when they hit those points, you know what I mean? And yeah. we're, we're supportive people around. So I think, you know, everyone just needs to know that they're, they're not they're not alone in those times. So yeah, it's really good that you managed to prep a breeze. So talk to me about the build-ups going into that first show. What was your first show? Um, and, you know, how did you prepare for that? So my first show was PCA First Timers. Um, how did I prepare for that? As anyone really would, um, posing every day, ticking the boxes. Um, when it got to like two weeks out, starting to do the skin prep, uh, booking hair, booking makeup, booking the hotels to stay in, basically rinsing out my bank account for everything. <laughs> <laughs> but my aim for the season was just to do the PCA First Timers and just see yeah. how I did. And when I turned around to my coach, he was like, well, do you want a bigger aim? And I was like, okay, invites to British finals to PCA. And that was it. I, that, I would have been happy with that. And whether I'd have competed in that or not, I wasn't actually too sure until yeah. I went and won my first show. So nice. that, that was like... <laughs> wow, wow. So talk to me about that, that preparation, because you talked about, obviously, you had to be doing the, the skincare stuff, the posing daily, and obviously you had to be you know making sure you had the right attire and all of that stuff. It sounds like there's a hell of a lot of stuff that goes into female prep than it does in the, in the male prep. Mel's just got to pick, yeah. you know, continue with their posing, pick their shorts and just continue, right? Yeah. Whereas the females yeah. have got a whole process behind that. So, so I, I didn't have a great experience with my bikini. So I went for a smaller bikini brand. So like in future now, I'd go for like Black Ice or Georgia Rose. I went for a woman and she was lovely. But when my bikini came, it was nothing with what, I had planned it to be, nor was it worth the money I, I had paid. Um, like, you know how, like, Lucy's bikini, for example, it was beautiful, like, diamonds is everywhere, no, no yeah, mess, no glue, no nothing. Like, mine came and there was glue all over the diamantes, scratches on top of them. It was just really, really bad. And I think that's the only breakdown that I had um, about prep because my bikini was bad. And in my opinion, if I didn't feel good in that bikini, I wouldn't have felt good on stage and I wouldn't want to have showed it off. Yeah. So I got someone who lived about half an hour away from me to literally take all the diamantes off, put them all, like put different ones back on. And now it's absolutely beautiful. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> the last minute stress is trying to get you there. Yeah. <laughs> get out of the way around <laughs> it and stuff like that. That was the biggest stress that I had. So then I had to pay an extra 100 pound to get that like all redone. Um, yeah. And yeah, so my best advice to people, <laughs> if you're buying a bikini, Black Ice Bikini, Georgia Rose Bikini, they your top two. They are expensive, like 400, 500 pounds, but mm -hmm. like, it's not a typical bikini. It's something that you'll treasure for the rest of your life. Like mine's in my box now, but when I like eventually move out of my parents' house, this yeah. is going to happen soon. Oh, I do want it. You know, when people put it in like a massive frame and put it yeah, on the yeah. wall, that's what I want to do. <laughs> I'd be like, this is mine. Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So tell me about the WMBF UK show. Because obviously you've done that one, right? How, yeah. how did you go from doing the PCA show and then you ended up doing the WMBF one? So I did another one in between that as well. So I did PCA oh, first time. Okay. Yeah. I did four shows. 
Wow. Yeah, I was done at the end of the WNBF. I was like, okay, well now we need, now we need to actually fuel the WNBF was your last. <laughs> that was my last that one. Was your last okay, okay. So what made you add that one on that that last little run? I think it was all because of like CMP were like going, oh, we're we're now teamed up with WNBF. Like, I think everyone who's in season should like compete there. And I was like, oh, it's only a week. A, like a week longer that'll be fine like, I was yeah. like I'm down for that <laughs> <laughs> just just another like two three hundred pound out my window like yeah that'd be sound <laughs> but nice. no I'm really glad that I did it because um obviously all the other shows that I did were untested and as much as it's like in bikini it doesn't matter as such if you're enhanced or not enhanced yeah. but it's always nice to see where your standard is Mm-hmm. when someone's in the same position as you yes. and not had that advantage as we'll say nice nice so you so you talk to us about that experience of that show because obviously it was a first time show for the WNBF UK um, yeah. you know a lot of people turned up not knowing what to really expect you know what was your overall thoughts about the, the you know the preparation and delivery of the actual show so it was actually really really good I really liked how we did the um you know, the mandatory is first and then went off to have a bit of a break and then went back on because it gave us more stage time. And it, like, especially with the eye walks, it let us like really show off what potential we had instead yeah. of all kind of rushing it in within five minutes and then finding out who won within then five minutes of being on stage. I feel like that's way too quick for everything to happen. It's too mm. much to take in. So like doing the like the call outs and stuff first, yeah. And then taking a break and then seeing everyone doing the routines, which was really good. And then the bikini girls <laughs> last doing the little eye walks. No, I, I loved it. And like most of the, I know with PCA, like backstage, like I felt like there was such a big pressure. I don't know why, but because PCA is such a, like a big show, mm. everyone's kind of like on edge with like, oh my God, I hope I do well. I hope he plays yeah. because it's like, got like 20 shows a year or something huge like that whereas WMBF it was just so relaxed everyone was so nice we all spoke to each other no one was left out like we were taking selfies like oh it's just so good <laughs> yeah yeah I can imagine yeah no I totally understand what you're saying about the various different pressures between sh- different shows and different federations and stuff like that and it was a real chilled environment at the WMBF um, Supernatural show so talk yeah. to me a little bit about what happens backstage you know when you guys was you, you you ladies was backstage is it just carnage in there lots of stuff happening <laughs> or was it just kind of like like oh those children just taking selfies just kind of just enjoying the moment talk to us about that backstage experience <laughs> a lot of people especially the first timers we got the first time the show coming up and I think that insight is really important because there'll be people that will be on their own um, yeah. for the first time backstage without coaches or they might have their coach with them who knows yeah. but you know talk to us about that backstage experience so I, I made a bit of a mistake. So I hung around, you know, where the CMP store was? Yeah. Um, where people like getting coffees and stuff. I okay, sat there yeah. when I was probably meant to be in the dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. just talking to them and being like dead, like chilled out and stuff. And then Steph <laughs> messaged me going, they're, they're warming up. You, you need to get down here now. And I was like, yeah, I don't know where anything is. So I kind of like panicked, yeah. ran down. I like, just started like lateral raising some resistance bands <laughs> and stuff. I was like 
crap. But then as soon as I'd done the call outs, I then went and made myself comfortable in the dressing room. Yeah. Um, and I was like a lot more at ease because like there was always like a volunteer that would come in and tell us how mm-hmm. long we got left and who needed to come out. Um, and yeah, and then I actually got to speak to all the girls. <laughs> yeah. Instead of no, just no, sending no. the last minute and going, hi. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely one good point, guys. Make sure you're in the right place at the right time. Stop, well, don't, don't wander sure. too far. I think I got myself caught out a few times being in the wrong place and here we can all competitors come back to backstage and I'm like oh sugar that includes me honestly I never thought I'd be that person like MPCA <laughs> two of ours were late and I was like oh my god I'd never be that person I was so organized <laughs> I was yeah. that person <laughs> yeah you prep that long and you're late and it's like what what hold on a second yeah yeah kind of thing so that's crazy so talk to me a little bit about now your transition obviously you're going from bikini into figure figure, for the 2023 season what prompted that decision to kind of make that transition um I think I've only been training for two years um and the progress I've already made I would really like to see how much progress I can make like within another year for example like I don't think bikinis um my limit as we'll say, I'm not saying that bikini girls don't train hard because they do, but I literally go into the gym to kill myself and then come home. Like, love it. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't want to have to like restrict my training, restrict my diet, restrict my potential in the gym to come on stage and just do bikini. Like, I would mm-hmm. much rather get a bit bigger, um, yeah. pursue my love for the gym and then compete in figure. Also, the poses are a lot easier and it's not as sassy, so. <laughs> it's sassy, but like bikinis, like, so sassy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. See, I love I love the fact that you just want to go in there and just not limit your potential to you know to grow into other areas and just you know absorb yeah. much of it as you can because I think sometimes people do just limit themselves to a specific category when they could potentially you know move up a class yeah. and push themselves yeah. to a little bit further. So that's really good on your on your behalf there. So, are you going to still be competing on in, in, in open federations in terms of both tested and non tested, or are you going to just stay with the you know the tested federations? I think next year, t- tested federations, because I think when it gets to figure, it's a different, I think I feel like it's a different ball game, mm-hmm. especially with like PCA um, and like NFM UK, two bros, things like that. People that are going for like the PCA pro cards and their two bros mm-hmm. pro cards, like IFBB pros. Yeah. It's like, it's very high, but that's also because assisted is also yeah. within that line and I'm I'm open about my journey and stuff and if it happens one day like it'll be of the best interest but for now I want to stay as natural as I possibly yeah. can for as long as I can to see like how much I can grow without that like little kick up the backside <laughs> I want to <laughs> see how much I can do without it not saying like it's the be all and end all um yeah. but obviously it does help that's why it's called assisted but for now you're going to just stay the natty way love it love it so talk to me a little bit about your cmp sponsorship because you're a sponsored athlete now and i think yeah. this is really insightful for those <laughs> that see it you know they see the title sponsor athlete and it's like, but what does that mean so talk right. to me about your collaboration with cmp and how that came about okay so um during the lockdown of like november 2020 to april 2021 I created a TikTok account and made it all fitness related. 
um and cmp followed me in like march and i was like oh that's cool like they've just followed me on tiktok like and yeah. nothing else happened from it so they watched me from march to august and then they finally asked me to be one of their athletes nice. <laughs> nice. so they were just watching my stuff and i was yeah, like yeah. oh that's cool and then i kind of just left it i was like oh well you know if they want me to be an athlete i always say like if a brand wants you to be the athlete they will send your message Mm-hmm. um but don't go don't go out to ask that's definitely one thing because your social media is the way that i see it is like a cv yeah like you've got to show brands what you're made of um for them to come to you and then there's the other side of like if like little brands come and say oh would like you to be an ambassador you know you get 50 percent off which i've had like millions of Mm-hmm. Even yeah. with things that aren't even related to me, like jewelry, um, bikinis, <laughs> yeah, not even bodybuilding bikinis, just normal bikinis. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not paying to rent this stuff. I'm then I'm yeah. just another customer. It's like it's mm-hmm. a very good scamming tactic for people to yeah. get more customers in. But yeah, just just be yourself on social media. That's the best thing I can do because like my TikTok is a bit of a love and hate situation. Um, TikTok's brutal. The comments are brutal. Um, <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been told all sorts. Like I'm on gear. I'm not good enough to step on stage. This, that, and the next. Um, like it's typical people warriors, right? It's it's just people that like don't even have a profile picture on the profile. And it's yeah. like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you've got nothing else better to do in your life. That's fine. <laughs> wow, wow. So talk to it's me about amazing. a little bit some of the things that you have to do as a sponsored athlete to represent the brand, what are the cool things that CMP have allowed you to kind of get involved with to represent their brand? So, I think when I first got sponsored by them, I was like, oh, we'll do loads of events and we'll select you for a few. When they said a few, they meant all of them. So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I wasn't complaining. Um, So the first show that I went and helped them out with is the Fitex in Dartford. And I think that was Lucy's first uh, show as well. So that was really nice to see. Um, And I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. Like, look at me go. Like, I feel such a part of the team. Like, they were so welcoming. I'd never met any of them in person before. And I just, they just felt like family. It just felt like a second home. Um, So you, you rep the brand, you promote the products, obviously. I use the products. I haven't gone anywhere else with products at all yeah. nice. i rely on cmp quite a lot the proteins are the high highest quality that i've ever had like i always struggled to digest protein shakes and stuff like that but their protein is just like nice. um and then i can remember having a phone call either just before i went to dartford or just after and cam was like would you like to go to the arnold's and i was like <laughs> you want me at the arnold's and i just sat there like Ryan after I got off the phone to him because then they did like a little picture as well of all the athletes yeah 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 and put on social media I was like that's me I'm there <laughs> I, felt, I felt like famous <laughs> nice nice See, that, that's so, the great yeah. thing you know it brings on some opportunities that you, you know that you just would never have thought was going to be possible and then you know it's really nice when you see athletes who you know genuinely feel you know humbled by their you know their kind of the um, platforms that they're now being enabled yeah. to kind of be part of so that's you know the Arnold's that, that was a big look you know what I mean? Especially for, from yeah. the lockdown, people are not <laughs> do nothing to everyone being able to get back in the same environment again. So that's crazy. Well, I went to the Fit Expo, uh, yeah. like just to go and spectate at that one. I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, 
this is cool. And then second one I've ever been to, I'm I'm there like talking to people, <laughs> spectating, and like giving people advice. And like I was like, I'm on the other end within a space of like four months. This is crazy. <laughs> Big things can happen when you least expect it, guys. So tell me something. Yeah. What is, what is in your supplement stack from CMP? I'm going to dive a bit deeper. What, is, what is it, what, oh. What's in your stack? So much. Okay, so you've got, weight, you've got your protein isolate, because I can't have whey, because I have a sensitive stomach. You've got peptide. Now, peptide, yeah. if you jump on it, it <laughs> is expensive, but it's got 48 grams of proteins, proteins worth for a 65 gram serving it's got fast releasing like protein slow releasing proteins i think like a, like a tapered Digestive release enzymes it helps mm. with your sleep um it's just a premium quality peptide protein and right. it's the new flavors biscuit spread now <laughs> i know a load of people have been jumping on the biscuit spread like um perform way and things like that but apparently everyone said like the rest of crap i can't have perform way because it makes me really ill i've tried it doesn't work um mm. this biscuit spread i like i'm not on prep anymore so obviously i can yeah. have lotus whenever no enough the same like i cannot complain at wow. all wow 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 and you can actually make it into like a little protein sludge. Have you seen the craze about the protein sludge where you yeah, put it on the yeah. top of your oats? Yeah, <laughs> you can do that with it and it's beautiful. Um, what okay. else? Obviously, the loaded EAAs, they're, yeah. they're high quality. Which, like they're oh, which, which flavour though? Because I know the loaded EAAs have flavours. And I'm torn between which ones are the best ones and which ones, you know, which one I'm like, mm, not too sure. So which one would you recommend? Um, so I'm a big fan of the strawberry laces, 100%. It's simple, straightforward, and it's like, it's just so good. You can li literally drink it as like juice. It's <laughs> so good. Um, fruit salad as well. So yeah. that represents the fruit salad sweets. I don't actually like, but the EAAs. Yeah. Like, they're, they're amazing. Um, everyone was so big on the pink pigs and the watermelon, but I'm not yeah. a fan of them. Pink pigs just because is, is, it was like, like, open the tubs of every single thing from CMP and it's like yeah. the smell and everything is just like, <laughs> straight in your face. <laughs> the experience. Oh. oh, that's lovely. Big up CMP, yeah. man. If you haven't tried out their products, guys, make sure you check them out. You know, visit 100%. their website and jump on it. So, yeah. Rimini, so what are, what, what's your plans for the future going forward? Um, is it just complete, just, you know, pushing yourself as far as you can go with the competitive side, still remaining relevant with the social media and your sponsored athlete side of things with CMP? What's the plans? So, yeah, sticking with CMP throughout the whole of, whole of the bodybuilding journey. Like, I've only just started this journey and that is, I want it to carry on for at least, like, five to seven years. Like, I know you can't really put a timeline on things like this because mm -hmm. things might happen within the runs and obviously life sometimes knocks you down and you have to get back up but that's the aim like compete every other year so then I've got a year to grow um and then I, I want to see change within every show that I do because if I look the same as I did when I <laughs> got on stage last year next year and just doing different poses pff, I'm out um <laughs> I, I want to come back to the stage and everyone be like 
wasn't that that bikini girl from 2021 like that's what i want to be i want people to be like shocked <laughs> nice, nice. and I, I, i'm guessing that we'll definitely be seeing you on a wmbf uk stage yes 100 percent. good i'm actually talking my boyfriend to compete in that federation as well yeah okay. yeah he's a classic bodybuilder so that'll be exciting if we can prep together <laughs> nice, nice, man. The more the worrier on the WMBF, you know, you know, we really want to just try and make sure that all the best UK natural athletes just step forward and just, you know, be counted. You know what I mean? Just come and represent and do your thing, man. This is the platform. You know, yeah. previously you talked about stage time, and I think that's really important as athletes that we feel that we get enough stage time to represent the hard work and graft that we put into. Yeah. The prep. You know what I mean? Because some, some shows it's a chop shop. You literally go on, and then you're off, and it. You, before you blink you're like that was like 10 minutes worth yeah especially if it's your only show as well because i yeah. know so many people do that for their only show and then they're like huh, well that wasn't worth it i don't yeah. blame them for saying it wasn't worth it because you literally stand on stage you do your eye walk you do your pose out and then that's it it's done yeah <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. the wmf one actually lasts all day so then you can like yeah. just you can just appreciate it and just take it as every step forward like you do your call outs and stuff like that you do your rotations and you get a break so you can talk to everyone and look forward to the eye walk so there's no like oh well we're done now so we're gonna go home <laughs> and then you've yeah. got the rest of the day to think oh there's my season finished so yeah. what do I do now <laughs> so what would be the biggest kind of takeaway that you'll give to anyone coming into um you know just getting into competing or you know considering competing what's the biggest advice you can give to someone coming in I think if you're debating it, just put in 100% for it because then you know you've always done your best. Um, pick a coach you can trust. Go for the well-known bikini brands. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's one, that was one mistake that I did. Make sure you're organised with everything. Make sure you've got enough yeah. money. Um, and with the social media advice, just be yourself and share your journey because at the end of the day, that's what people want to see. Yeah. And nice. just be honest and open about life on prep and stuff like that because you don't have to be like everyone else mm -hmm. you don't have to be the same as anyone else and being different will make you stand out for the better in my opinion love that yeah. well love that bit. be honest and open <laughs> thank you for that bit of advice and i'm guessing that you're going to be at um the first time a show coming up right with cmp where is it you, in london gonna... I think it's the, it? yeah, so it's the London show. It's on the 17th of July. So it's nine weeks out. I will um, have to so for those, see. For those that, that is like, I think that's three hours away from me. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. You're way, up, you're way up the country. Not, so you're the Birmingham one. Into the Supernaturals. Definitely. So, guys, that you'll see really there. Supernaturals. 100% at Supernaturals. Yes. So, we've got the first time a show coming up on the 17th of July. Um, yeah. You know, Guys, if you haven't secured your place on that, get on it ASAP. It and if you registered, <laughs> just make sure you got your spectators' tickets as well, because you you, you know bring bring the bring your crowds. You want yeah, noise, you want it. atmosphere. There's no point coming on stage and it's not it's just you one. So that bring the family, roll it out, make it yeah. a whole day. And then we've got the big supernatural show um, in October on the 9th of October. So yeah two big events. Where's that in Birmingham? Is it? That's going to be back at the Crescent Theatre. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you know, I'll, great, I'll be down at that one for sure. Yeah, great, great <laughs> venue. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. That's going to be a showstopper. I've seen some amazing people sharing their prep updates on their timelines already, and I'm like, That's wow, that, that show's still got a little way to go. So yeah, looking forward to that one. 
But Rimini, thank you very much for your time this afternoon and being on the WMBF UK podcast. Um, right. Big shout out to CMP, our show sponsors, and Rimini's sponsor. You know, you're there, she goes, she's got the CMP. She's, rep she's representing CMP. Guys, if you haven't checked out their products, make sure you give them a visit on social media. Rimini, before we go, give the guys your social media handles, how they can find you and how they can keep up to date with you. Okay, Instagram and TikTok, Rimini Fit. And that's literally it. Like, so simple. <laughs> it's so good. Hey, oh. It's as easy as that. So keep follow and just continue watching the journey because I'm looking forward to seeing her when she touches back on that stage. But until then, guys, have a great day. See you soon. Check out CMP, our sponsors, and sign up for our events at www.wnbfuk.com.